2: This. Back to the morning roast with Bonte and Shasky. This is so '80s. big pants What what, what what's going on,
1: love? It. Madonna has you died. That? What's up with the hard face? Madonna's what's dead. What's up with that? I don't know. For some reason, the whole song didn't go into the system.
2: Wow. Oh boy. Hashtag
1: new studio. she fell again.
2: Lovman's by himself. Somebody get Lovman some help in here. He's get him some help. Answering calls. He's running
1: the board. worry. Uh, Matt and Lucas will be here at eight to help me out.
2: <laughs> That's fired. Call Brad Graham in five minutes. I'm gonna get some calls here. We're rolling on Niners. FP got me triggered. He got me he got me fired up. I love Niners talk on this show. I love it. Cause we're so divided on the morning roast. This is why I love our roasters. We go back and forth, back and forth. I don't forget to get me started with Brandon Ayuk. They better pay Brandon Ayuk. Do some of y'all still think he's not a number one wide receiver? Talk to me here. Talk to me. I have receipts longer than a CVS store. I do. I really do. Come on now. Come on now, folks. Let's go. I'm fired up now, FP. I right? love Warriors it. Warriors are rolling. Baseball's coming back. Off season starting. This is where the champs separate themselves from the chumps in Sports Talk Radio. You know, it's easy to talk about a game and this and that. Yeah. What can you do to talk about the Aussies? Look, I'm I'm, I'm I'm jacked up now, Bosa man. You better show me something, Bosa. He, he, you say Bosa right here? He just didn't sound good. I expected more from him. I expected more from him. Anyway, let's go to Tony and Oakley. are Gonna have to wait a second. Let me let me get to some other people for because I like to give you the floor. Let's go to Ryan in San Jose. Ryan, what's happening? You're on the roast.
5: Hey, it's great to be on. Obviously, there's been some great debate about, you know, the firing of Steve Wilkes, but this is the way I see it. Okay, in the Super Bowl, I gave Steve Wilkes in regulation, I gave him an A grade. On a 50-point scale, I gave him a 45 out of 50, so that's an A. However, on the final exam, which was the overtime period, he got, at best, 5 out of 50, which gives him his total score, at least... Based on my opinion, a fifty out of a hundred, which is a which is an F. <laughs> and on, I think that uh, <laughs> I give him an F grade because
4: the you're making stuff you up now. <laughs> <it. Really? laughs> Why so, did you give him an F grade <laughs> in overtime? I want to hear this. I'm,
5: oh, <laughs> I'm going to explain it. I'm going to okay. explain it. Okay, if you look, if but, you go back and look at those plays, I mean, they were pretty much the equivalency of a ten-year-old playing Madden on the rookie level. They were the most... I've been watching football ever since I was a child back in the 80s, and I can't remember the last time I've seen a play
2: calling that bad. Right, right, right. Real quick, real quick, right? So you gave them an A for regulation and an F for overtime. Which equals an F. (laughs) In my head, that equals a C. That's my SS State education. But you give them an F regardless of overall or just overtime?
5: I give him an F, and overtime. What I'm saying is, on the point scale, I gave him, like I said, I gave him an A in regulation, 45 points out of 50, and overtime I gave him a five out of 50, which equals an F. That I get the overall grade was an F because on the final exam, because you 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 and I what both is know going this, on here? the final exam. Huh? Well, look, I, I'm basing it on my opinion. Everybody else has their own opinion. I'm just basing it on my opinion. I know you may disagree. I have a twin brother. We don't always, we don't always agree, so you know I, that's why I respect everybody's opinion. Oh, no, I respect yeah. it. That was just a drop.
2: Hey, Ryan, that was just a yeah. drop. That was just a drop. No, I'm, 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 I'm locked into what you're saying because I'm, I'm very intrigued by this. Very intrigued. I agree with you. The yeah. play called in overtime was bad. But didn't you think, once the Niners didn't score the game, was over anyway? They gave Patrick Mahomes another shot. Like, what, what plays could you have called to slow down Mahomes at that point?
5: Look, I'm not a, I'm not the but I know football, and I know that. Well, then like, you, can't example, gra- you can't the grade <laughs> if, if no, you can't no, grade
4: them. If you don't no, know I, what no, plays I, they should have called, then you can't be given out grades.
5: No, what I'm saying is, okay. For example, the zero blitz. Why would you do that against Pat Mahomes of all people? That was that was an egregious error um, that he that he committed. There was there was other plays too. I can't I can't you know. If I was watching the game, I could be able to tell you, but I, there was at least four to five plays that were just absolutely pretest, and it necessitated him getting fired. And that's why even even um, the head coach had to call a timeout because he had the guys just way off, way off uh, in soft coverage, giving him, giving receivers like six yards um,
2: Six yard Ryan, I appreciate the effort. Ryan, I appreciate the effort. I appreciate the effort. That's your opinion. That's your opinion. I respect it. Let's
4: go the to uh, YouTube I chat line. I just, just is go. Right I'll now. just
2: go. James and Sam James and Sam Mattel, What's happening, man? The caller man? You're on has the roast.
4: regressed. This caller is a D plus. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube chat line making me laugh right now. <laughs>
2: Dude, I, I don't get it. You give him an a day for regulation for the EFL. All right, whatever.
4: Uh, James and Sam
2: Mattel, What's happening?
4: Hey,
3: good morning, guys. I'm here for the
2: comments. (laughs) I remember when Jerry Jones told
3: Jimmy Johnson, anyone can win with this team. And in a way, he was kind of right. Didn't Barry Switzer come in and win the Super Bowl after that? Um, I just feel like like Shanahan is like Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like, good enough to get you there, but not good enough to win. And like Fred Warner said, it's more about the players, which I agree. I agree, but then the co- the coaching does have some, you know, like call in the play where you don't hand the ball to Lynch. I mean, after that, the Seahawks were over, um, you know, and Russell Wilson, okay, you don't have the balls to go against your coach. I just think that everyone should get off Shanahan's nuts. I mean, he's, he's a <laughs> mediocre coach at best with a fantastic team. And he couldn't win it, so I think it should be like the Jimmy Garoppolo rule. I mean, how many chances do you get before you're gone?
2: Well, he's not going anywhere anytime soon, and he shouldn't be fired. But you guys know I have, you know, I have my issues with shed ahead. I do.
4: Dude. How long it take Andy Reid to get one? Right, it took him a very long time. Now he's going down as one of the right. greatest coaches right. ever. But we how hope. He... How long did it take Mike Shanahan? Oh, it took to him, get him a very
2: there. long time. Well couple years with Denver as a head coach, and okay. Bob, he, he got that done.
4: So I'd rather, I rather have my guy get there and, and, and get there and get The more times you get there, the better chance you have. I'm with you. So it's not easy to get there. It's not easy to put yourself out there. But we're talking about we think a coach is dumb that gets us to the Super Bowl and has gotten us to the Super Bowl. Right. And he should be fired because no, that, we didn't win the Super Bowl. That, that all sound silly. spoiled and entitled. That, that, that is silly. That's terrible. I I, I question terrible. his decision
2: making at times. You I can. question his play calling That's at times. That's the beauty of sports. But but I, I he's not a bad coach. Like he's not getting fired, folks. Get that out of your brain. Did you go on a like, street
4: corner of the Dominican <laughs> Republic? People are arguing right. about baseball players and coaches and managers right. and going back and forth and screaming at each other. That's the beauty of sports. To critique and criticize and have a passionate take on something, but to like ask for a man's job because he didn't win you a Super Bowl? How many chances he get? You know how stupid you sound. No,
2: they've been to four NFC Championship games the last five years. And two you just Super sound Bowls. Dumb. Yeah, no, that was. I mean, hey, back-to-back callers, baby. Hey, I'm not calling Ryan. I'm not calling color our callers dumb. I just don't agree with the takes. Uh, you sound dumb, Walker and Richmond. Does Walker and mean Richmond. You're dumb if you sound dumb, I sound Walker dumb. For Rich- four hours every
6: day. <laughs> FP doesn't hold back. Hey, what's going on, Phillip? What's up, Walker? Hey, I, I just want to preface this by saying I, I'm not mad at Wilkes. I, I get it. I'm not mad at Shanahan. Um, I understand. But in three of those five losses, including the Super Bowl, nobody's talking about how Christian, Christian McCaffrey probably on the first drive when they was, uh going in the score. Now, I'm not saying that's the reason why they lost. Fire McCaffrey. But. Release him! <laughs> nah. Get rid of him! I'm not blaming McCaffrey. <laughs> hey, everybody got it. Everybody taking blame. Everybody, yeah, everybody holding the L all around. But I'm just saying, I think it played. I think it played a major part in the way that the game went.
2: It was a huge fumble. It was. That was definitely Dude. definitely set the tone. Dude, they were rolling. They were rolling. Going down uh, seven nothing. Oh, but it's not Chris McCaffrey. Yeah, look, and, hey, but
6: think about it, it, happened in, it happened in the Minnesota game, in the Cleveland game, and in the Super Bowl.
2: Stuff. That's
4: tough. That's tough, man. <laughs> we always gotta blame people. Why? Are you gonna blame? It's, I don't know. But they I, lost I, I'm not game. trying to
2: blame nobody. They the lost the game. The Chiefs were better.
4: They we, they lost the game. The Chiefs were better when it mattered. I don't know man. I I don't know. They had a quarterback you, who's special. Who's going to go down as one no, of the greatest of all time, maybe the greatest of all time. When it said this and done.
2: is the one that bothers me, FP. This is what bothers me. You could take a player. Oh, you hate that player. You give a player some compliments. Oh, you're in love with the player. Oh my God, you're a stand. I'm not a stand. I root for the 49ers. Not the name on the back. I root for the name on the front. All right. I've always been that way. I've been consistent like that. I told you guys last offseason. I don't give a damn if Sam Darnold or Brandon Allen was playing quarterback. I just want to see a Super Bowl win. I, I don't I don't care who plays quarterback. I don't care. I really don't. It could be white, blue, black, purple. I I don't give a damn.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Whoever gives us a chance to win. I said that about when there was the whole Trey Lance controversy. I was rooting for Trey Lance. This is the ghost of Trey Lance. I'm with you, Bonte. I just wanted somebody. Whoever's going to help the Niners win games, that's my guy. Right. We're not trading
2: this guy and that guy. Let's, let's, Let's relax a little bit, people. Relax. All right. Let's get Brad Graham on. Maybe he can help us relax. Brad Graham, live in Indianapolis at the Scouting Combine, does an unbelievable job covering the 49ers, Niners podcast, at Graham underscore SFN on Twitter, Quad4 uh, contributor. Uh, He does it all. He goes to all the games, goes to all the practices. He knows what's going on there. Brad, good morning, man. Long time no talk.
1: I know. It's been a while. Glad to be on with you
2: guys. It's been a while since Legion Stadium, since we saw each other in that auxiliary press box. Uh, I didn't see you much after the game because we're out (laughs) of (laughs) there.
1: Yeah, I mean that was, that was a tough one. You know, made made the trip down to the the press conferences after, and then uh, just kind of dealt with it. You know, in my own way after after that.
2: Yeah, no, that was tough, Brian. All right, let's get down to business here. John Lynch spoke to the media yesterday, uh, and it's the first time we heard him since their indices oppressor. Let's start with the defensive coordinator since that spot hasn't been filled up yet. What are you hearing about the defensive coordinator? Is it Brandon Staley's job to lose? Are they going to hire somebody within uh, in-house here? What are you hearing about the D.C. job for the 49ers, Brad?
1: So what it sounds like is that the 49ers could be definitely narrowing in on an internal candidate. Nick Sorensen definitely is a guy that that fits that mold of an internal promotion um, we saw them promote, um, and replace Adam Peters, uh, with two personnel, um, guys as well, um, that we heard from John Lynch. So it does kind of feel like the 49ers could absolutely, uh, turn internally to Sorensen for that. But, you know, Brandon Staley is a name that keeps being mentioned. Um, so it really does feel like it's down to those two. But if I had to put, uh, you know, put my guess to it, I would say that Sorensen right now could be the leader in the clubhouse for that job.
2: So I'm looking at Nick Sorensen here. He was in his first season this past year with the 49ers as a defensive passing game nickel's coach, nickelback coach. Uh, spent his first year as a defensive assistant, 2022. Um, okay, all right. So he's a D, he has a DB background, huh?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's spoken of highly within the organization. Um, Seems like, you know, he's a former player as well, so he has that pedigree. And, um, you know, the 49ers obviously made the move to let go of Steve Wilkes late in the season. Not a ton of options. I know a lot of people would have loved the idea to see Bill Belichick walk through those doors and be the defensive coordinator. But kind of where it stands right now and, you know, how we want to, you know, the 49ers want to see some continuity um, within the scheme. It, it does make sense at a certain point to hire within. But, again, I, I still think Brandon Staley could also be an option as well.
2: Right. So defensive back uh, background for Nick Sorensen, which Steve Wilkes had as well. But I, I think – look, I'm going to say it right now, Brad. I don't think it was a great fit. It wasn't at all. I'm not going to sit here and blame Steve Wilkes for what – went on with the defense, what were wrong with the defense. But he had a defensive back background. I think they had other issues. What's uh, But what does Bosa want? What do these leaders want? Do they want a guy more like D'Amico Rides, who is a middle linebacker in the NFL and specializing in the front seven? Do they want a guy like Robert Sala, who specializes with the front seven? What do the players want, you think?
1: I mean, that's a great question. I think, honestly, the players just want someone who's going to put them in their best position to be successful. Um It sounds cliche, but at the end of the day, like it felt like that was part of the disconnect with Steve Wilkes and that defense is it just didn't feel like, just like you said, didn't feel like a fit. And it felt like they they found themselves out of sorts at times in regards to what they should do in specific situations. So to me, I think it all boils down to just put these guys in the best position to be successful because they have the talent, they have the dogs, and just just unleash them and, and put them in the best position to go after and, and do their job and I think that's really what it comes down to
4: yeah let them be athletes let them fly around not think and just play and you saw them thinking a lot this year when you talk about the Niners having a first round pick for the first time in a long time they're going to take the best available player but Brad who do you see them getting do you have any anybody in mind that would that, that would fall to them for their first round pick
1: yeah absolutely i really do think and i know 49er fans are probably going to cringe at me saying this but i do think um edge could absolutely be in play there's there's two players that are have been linked
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
0: Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: To the 49ers, um, I spoke to Darius Robinson out of Mizzou today. Mm. Um, He let me know that he met with the San Francisco 49ers. He's a phenomenal edge player. Um, can, can really be a force in setting the edge and being able to rush the passer. And there's also been, uh, you know, some mocks with Chop Robinson and things like that. I know fans want offensive line and, you know, you know me. I'm a big offensive line guy. Um, so I'm not opposed to that as either, but I also look at the 49ers defensive line. You have six defensive linemen under contract right now. Um, they typically have 10 to 11 in their rotation and only three of those six are guaranteed starters. So to me, I look at defensive line as a huge position of need and what you can find guys like these Darius Robinsons there hit that 31 hopefully um he doesn't boost his stock too much but that could definitely be an option for them um i know fans want to see guys like graham barton out out of duke and other offensive linemen potentially going there but i do think you can find a little bit better value on offensive linemen later as well especially if you're going interior offensive line so for me Personally, and, and when you're t- taking into roster construction into account, I, I, I do see that the 49ers could very, very well go uh, edge again. I know it's almost like uh, like a joke amongst 49er fans. Right. The 49ers always take defensive linemen. But, I mean, you look at the numbers, you look at who's available. They need offensive or defensive linemen. Well, so, I, I do think that's a possibility.
2: Brad Graham here on the morning, Russell 95 The game, SF Niners podcast, Cronford contributor uh, at Graham underscore SFN on Twitter or X, whatever the hell you call it these days. <laughs> no, I'm with you with an edge rusher. I think they need another edge rusher. Chase Young's probably going to walk, and who knows if Gregory's going to be back, and who the hell knows what's going on with Drake Jackson. And did he even leave Pittsburgh after week one? I didn't know if he left Pittsburgh. I haven't heard from him since, Brad. Now, I'm not trying to knock the young man, but I'm there with you. Let me ask you about Brendan Ayuk, though. John Lynch spoke about Brendan Ayuk, uh, maybe extended him. The 49ers have been good with that, taking together their own players, guys a draft, keeping them in-house and extending them. What's the, what's the, uh, what's your gut telling you about Brett and Ayuk here this offseason?
1: Well, it was encouraging to hear you know John Lynch speak. Obviously, they're not going to get into two – Uh, much details sharing this with the press, you know, it's a ongoing negotiation. We do know Brandon Ayuk, um, is under contract next year. They picked up his fifth year option, but they want to get him extended. Um, at least that's what we're hearing, you know, from, from John Lynch. And so that's a good sign. It sounds like, you know, they're saying the right things. Um, we do know though, this is the NFL. Anything can happen, and there's a lot of things that I think need to get ironed out before that does happen, but I think at the end of the day, when you look at what Brandon Ayuk wants, you look at what John Lynch and the 49ers want, I think there's a path forward to make that work, um, but as you know, it takes both sides to be able to push that forward, so at least what we hear from John Lynch is that it does sound very optimistic that he wants Brandon Ayuk on the San Francisco 49ers for a long time. And I believe Brandon Ayuk wants to be a 49er as well. But just like I said, there there's certain things that need to be crossed or bridged, um, in order for that to happen. And, And uh, we'll see if if that actually does happen here in the future.
4: Brad, do you want uh, Brock Purdy to be a Forty Nine er for a long time? Because Vontae brings his A game every day. Like he's always got energy. He's fantastic at what he does. But we started talking about Brock Purdy today, and he took it was like four shots of espresso, like like injected into his veins, and he turned it up a notch talking about Brock Purdy. And we were kind of speculating. And he asked me this question, so I'm going to pose it to you would you lock up Brock Purdy for a long time right now? I know you don't have to, but just hypothetically speaking, is he your guy for for the future?
1: I mean, hypothetically, and just looking at it from my perspective of how I viewed the 49ers for a long time, Brock Purdy is the first stable quarterback that we've had in, it feels like, forever. So for me, and understanding that Brock Purdy just you know put in his first full year as a starter... Um, was first in a ton of major statistical categories, was an MVP running. We understand he's got a lot of weapons and he's in a great system. We know all those talking points, but he also did a lot of great things himself. And I think one of the positives, you know, I was talking, you know, with my buddy Jason Aponte, you know, friend of the show as well. Um, We uh, were talking about like, man, there's a lot of conversation about the Super Bowl, but it doesn't feel like Brock is one of those, which is pretty crazy considering yeah. Brock was the leading topic for the majority of the season not only in the 49 Nineers space but across the league so I think that's again another good sign for just Brock as being consistent uh, a guy who you don't have to worry about and that's that's what it feels like John Lynch feels like when he was speaking to the media yesterday it just feels like they feel that they have a guy right. and now they can build around that guy. They don't have to keep searching, keep looking, keep trying to determine who that guy is going to be. They believe in Brock. Um so for me that that's kind of where I'm at. I I feel the same way. I feel like all right, now it's time to go maybe get some secondary help, get another cornerback, get some more defensive linemen, some depth at linebackers, some tight ends, you know. Let's let's look and see how we can build this roster to keep competing for Super Bowls and hopefully win that elusive sixth ring. But I do feel like Brock provides a stability to the position that we haven't seen in so long. So for me, obviously, there's going to be a conversation about how much, which is going to change the dynamic a little bit. But if you just had to say lock in Brock and that's your guy and you now build a team around him, I'm all for
4: that. Stable. Stable is the adjective. What, what do you think about that, Bondi? Not special, but stable. You think you can build oh, on stable?
2: I, I, I love stable. I love stability. But gotta remember, we also thought we we're gonna be stable, with Colin Kaepernick for a second, and then Jimmy Garoppolo, and then Trey. But but were, but, but were, let me ask you this: Were Brad. they
4: stable though? Because Jimmy, that, Brad never That's used stable. Baller. That yeah, was, was volatile. Brad no, never no, used no. stable with Jimmy that, G, that,
2: yeah, ever. No, no No, that was volatile. <laughs> that was not volatile. And Shedahan made it know that it was volatile. But at one point, Kaepernick did lead this team to back-to-back in championship games. And we thought we had a quarterback for the next 10 years. But let me ask you this, Brad, because I, I I like Brock. And a lot of people think I hate Brock or whatever. I'm just, look, I'm assessing the quarterback situation the way the 49er fans do every single year. What happens because I don't see it happening with the weapons that they have. But if it does happen, what if he does regress? What if he does? We know Shanahan. We know ahead He could flip in a heartbeat, man. You know you know about Shedahan and patience. Those two words don't go together. So what happens if he does regress?
1: Well, I think if, like, let's say Brock does take a substantial step backwards. Obviously, the 49ers have him next year still on his rookie deal. So that will all play into those conversations where I do think, you know, they would open up uh, the possibility. I think one of the things that the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan have proven is that they, they can love a guy, but they will also consistently look to improve at every single position. And if something happens where Brock, it's a massive regression. Sure. I, I think that's fair. Like, you have to assess every position, and especially when you're about to pay a guy potentially upwards to $30, $40 million right. per year or even more, of course you're going to have those conversations. So that makes sense. So then that hypothetical world of Brock regressing, of course. My belief is Brock is going to improve, and I think he's going to continue to take steps forward as he has his first full offseason as a starter where he's not rehabbing and just trying to be available. Mm-hmm. He can now, you know, take his time, regroup, retool, relearn things that he struggled with. I still think he, there's there's levels to Brock where he can get even better. Uh, but, again, yeah. What
2: level is that? Re- is, it, is it vertical passing? Is it improv? I think he did a great job of improv at times at the Super Bowl. Is it the vertical passing in that you think he can improve at?
1: I think, I think he's shown that he, he was quality in the, the fertile, vertical passing game. I think he's led the league and mm-hmm. uh, throws downfield um, beyond a certain mark. But, um, yeah, I think just bringing it all together, you know, tying it all together. I mean, he already played at right. an extremely efficient level. I think the next thing in his game and his book is creating out of structure. We already know he can do that. Right but kind of taking it to another level. And, you know, I think probably the conversation that you're having is looking at Patrick Mahomes do all these crazy things, and you're just like, damn, at a certain point, would love to have that for the 49ers. I do think Brock is capable of that. So I think that's like the next level where he gains even more comfortability. We know he can make the throws. We know he can make the reads. It's now like taking that next step of really being able to ad-lib and, and put the team on his back when things start breaking down, and I do think he's capable of doing that.
2: Now, you know what? It was impressive in that Super Bowl. He didn't look overwhelmed. I'll say it about that. Like, the bright lights came on. He came down the field, and boom, boom, boom. Spack said, look, we had to get out our zone defense, man, because he was carving us up there. So that's all, right. Brock. Uh, real quick here, who's the most likely cap casualty this coming upcoming golf season? Niners. Right now, what do they have? Like, six million available in cap space? I know there's going to be a cap spike. Uh, Brendan may get an extension, which will lower their cap number. they have obviously free up some money here. So who's going to be a cap constituent nearby? What are you hearing around there in Indianapolis about the Niners?
1: Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I know there's been a lot of conversation online about potential guys who could be cap candidates, right. you know, casualties due to the cap. Um, but honestly, I haven't really been hearing anything. And, you know, just taking a look at it, like with the spike getting the $30 million additional in cap, that obviously allows them the flexibility and if they're signing brandon Ayuk, they're creating more cap space so you know i, I honestly i don't have a good answer i don't want to just you know right give you a name no doubt. Yeah, yeah. i i i don't really have a, a a gray answer of like oh this guy might be yeah. on the out just due to money um because when you look across the entire roster you got your studs that are paid at the the premier positions they all look to be back, I, I don't see guys like Juice getting cut or Greenlaw mm. getting cut or any of those things happening. Yeah, that that
2: was silly. I heard some of that. I I don't know where that came from. Where juice or green law is going to get cut? That sounded stupid to me. That was very, very irresponsible. (laughs) I I don't know. Like I didn't. I try to stay away from my life, Brad. I'm not going to. I'm sorry. I'm keeping you know me, Brad. I keep it real, man. I saw some of that stuff. I I I said, you know what? I'm logging off Twitter. Yeah, I I I, I had to mute the word Forty Nine er for a while after the Super Bowl because I was like, oh, here comes this silly stuff here. I I guess we can see some restructuring here with some of these deals, but no, that's fair, Brad. I, I wanted to throw that. At you because I know a lot of things are happening in Indianapolis. Tell us what it's like before we get you out of here because uh, we are up against it. What is because I've never been to the combine out there uh, in Indianapolis. I heard it's a great time. Tell us what it's like to cover the combine, see these players work out from college, whether it's wide receivers, quarterbacks, offensive linemen, guys hitting the weights, and then of course, I hear the bar scene is great. What is it like covering the NFL combine, Brad? <laughs> oh man,
1: dude, it, it's phenomenal. Like it, obviously, you know, Bonte, you and I, like we're we're football nerds, man. Like. Right. We geek out about this stuff. So, like, you know, as long as you're fine with running off two to three hours sleep, like, this is the, <laughs> such a phenomenal event because you get to get face to face time. Coaches, GMs, yesterday, today, we're talking to defensive line. We're going to be able to talk to every single position group. So, you mm-hmm. get that face to face. And then we're going to be doing field drills. Um, throughout the rest of the week. But again, you talked about the the, the the nightclub scene. (laughs) I heard it gets Um, crazy. (laughs) It's it's legitimately insane. I remember I walked into the steakhouse the first time I I ventured out into that world. I walked through the door. I looked to my right. I lock eyes with Mike Tomlin. First person I see, I'm like, oh, that's the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, Mike Tomlin. Wow. And then there's Mike McDaniel and Adam Peters and Jerry Jones. And it's just like, oh, there's, Albert Breer, there's, you know, Ian Rappaport. Like, they're, it's crazy, dude. They're, like, NFL players, it's wild. Like, it is really, really wild. It's like, and of course, you know, everyone's just, we're all normal people. Mm-hmm. They might have big-time jobs, and they're in the spotlight and all that other stuff. But it's like you get around them, and like, these are just normal people, yeah. man. So it's really just an awesome experience. You know, if if you really love football like that, to be able to evaluate, you know, do the interviews, the networking, uh, and just being around a ton of like-minded individuals who just want to talk ball, be around ball, um, it, it's great. Like, it, yeah. it really is because, you know me, I'm, I'm just a total right. football nerd. You are. So you get me yep. out here. And I'm just I'm geeking out, having a, the time of my life, man. No, so the
2: combine was made for guys like you, Brad. I, I used to be, like I, I've kind of tapered down a little bit due to my Warriors duties, but I, I just remember being at home watching the combine every single drill. 40 times. The 225 bench press. You know, cold drills, shuttle drills, guys throwing the football. Like, I, I love the water wall coverage of the NFL, com, NFL combine out there in Indianapolis, man. I got to get there one day. That's on my bucket list. But Oh, you, you, know,
1: you got to get out here, Bonte. You no, got
2: no, You no. won't regret it. No, maybe NBC will fire me one day and they'll give me some time off. Hopefully that doesn't happen anytime <laughs> soon. But, Brad, Graham, you're always good to us, man. Give up the great work, man. It's been far too long since we had you on the show. We'll continue to follow your work. And thanks for sending some light on what's going on with the 49ers and John Lynch at the by, oh man. Keep up the go work, Brad. Be safe out there at Indy.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me on. Anytime,
2: Brad Graham, SF Niners podcast. Of course, he is good at uh, Graham underscore SFN on Twitter. Um, a lot of perspective there. Like whoever, I don't know who the hell said that. Cut juice, agree law. Yeah, I suppose was you're going to trade Ayuk. Like I, we got to stop. We got to stop doing this stuff, man.
4: It's almost like what saying it's here? almost like evaluating spring training after two games. That, Same type kind of thing. It, no, it's not to say it's, it, it's same kind of thing. If you tweet and evaluate spring training, come after on, two man. Games. <laughs> Come on. Dude. Anyways, come on. Man. If it, you it's... could have drinks with one NFL coach, who would it be? Mike McDaniel would be the top of my list. I would I will want to sit down with that dude. Lock, 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 he's, he's 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 now become my favorite coach. In the NFL. Bill
2: Belichick's not a coach anymore, so I would say Bill Belichick. No,
4: no, he counts. And one uh, NFL coach, you can have NFL drinks coach. with. You get one. You sit mm. down. And it's just you and him, one on one. You get a hangout for a couple of drinks.
2: Damn, that's a tough question.
4: <sighs> that's easy for me. It's McDaniel. Easy. Hear, Mike McDaniel.
2: I want to hear from Andy Reid. I want to get to know Big Andy. Really? Because he loves food. I love food. You see the suits getting tight on me, man. I, I mean, I've never turned down a burger. Andy Reid doesn't turn down burgers. We'll talk to Andy Reid. Maybe sound a little boring, but I want to talk
4: to Andy. Oh, that's a, yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good pick. Kyle, I mean, Kyle, Kyle Tomlin
2: would, would be great. Kyle would be cool. too. Sean McVay would be great. Kyle Shanahan would be great. Jim Harbaugh would be awesome. That'd be a trip. <laughs>
4: That'd be like whoa.
2: But you know what? He's a different dude. We don't have to talk to any coaches. Huh? We have got the best coach in the Bay Area on the line right now. It's Tony in Oakland. Oh, there you go. <laughs>
0: Thank you for such accolades. But first of all, that Brad dude you were just speaking to, Bonte, you are not a nerd. To me, a nerd is someone without intuition, without field sense. Mm. Someone like Shanahan, who, Santangelo, you called you called uh, Shanahan a um, an alpha male. I mean, has the idea what a male is totally plummeted recently? But, I mean, okay, and you play bass. Baseball, right for the Giants and stuff. Yeah. So how could you call Shanahan an alpha male? I just don't even believe it. Okay, <laughs> this is perfect. Remember how uh, I told you about? I had a plan, right? right. Okay. Well, let's start out with Santangelo here. Okay, you know how things are going down these days with the analytics and AI? Well, analytics only takes in like 80% of what's happening, the obvious stuff. It doesn't get into the X factor. So here's Shannon because, you know, there's very few people who can be leaders. So, you know, I can't be hard on Shannon because there's very few people you know, like Belichick or whatever. So everyone else just you know, and Shanahan's one. He kind of knows plays, but he can't read the field. And you were saying that he had to get the respect of the players. That boy ain't getting any respect he loses it as soon as it push comes to shove he folds like a cheap suit and he's like cowardly out there no courage they ain't following him and Bosa has a point Bosa's sitting down because no one's firing him up he doesn't have a coach now let me ask you did you get in the zone when you played (laughs) baseball? tried to Okay, well, you know, not that you tried, you know what it's like, you're playing one way, and suddenly you feel it. It's like when you you go, when you're practicing your batting, and you go to the cage until you feel like you have it, right? And then you can leave, isn't that true?
4: (laughs) True, the zone is is something if I could bottle and sell, I wouldn't be talking to you right now, I'd be a quadrillionaire. Well,
0: I know how, because what this is... (laughs) Is electromagnetism. It's a frequency. So if you have that, you can pass it on to others. All you have to say is, tell me about the last time you got in, when you made that, when you did this, when you did that. And I can feel who has it. And then they get it. They're mirroring with you, and it goes through the whole group. This is how you you don't bottle it. You put it out there, and hey, it's Tony, flow. Tony,
2: we're up against it here. we got to get the Fast Five. I wanted to hear your voice, but guess what? I'm going to the U.S. Open in late August, Tony. I'm going you to the U.S. Are Open.
0: Next, you are next,
2: you're sitting next to old Brad, are you? No, I, I'm not going to reveal anything there, but I'm going to be in Flushing Meadows, New York. I'm going to the U.S. Open.
0: Oh, that's great. But Bonte, we can do this. This defies analytics, and, and everyone's ready for AI to, to be a smackdown on them. They won't even remember what it is to call their own plays. Like the NASCAR, they got someone in their ear the entire yeah. time. So we need Shed Ahead. We need Shed Ahead.
2: Let's get into Shed Ahead, We'll get into that. Tony, give us a call back tomorrow. I want to get some warrior takes from Tony. This is all over Shed Ahead. It's not Al She is. She's something else, isn't she? Yeah. I love Tony.
4: She's great.
2: <laughs> you gotta bottle up this old man. <laughs> gotta bottle it up. I like how she just calls you she doesn't call you FP, she calls you Santa Sweet. She's kind nice. sweet. I like her. <laughs> I do love I love Tony. I love all it's time
3: guys. for the Xfinity Fast Five. <laughs> your last chance to get in on the morning roast. Brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet. Only from Xfinity. <laughs>
2: oh man, what's what's the thought? Go
4: ahead. <laughs> yeah. I got you going today. I know how to get you going now. <laughs> oh, We've been doing oh. those shows. I learned that you hate Nick Bosa and you hate Brock Purdy <laughs> <laughs> and you hate their guts and you hate Kyle Shanahan and you hate everything to do. With the 49ers. That's what I learned today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, man, the Super Bowl loss, everybody. man. I hate everybody, man. Uh, it gets a little... Hey, man, Nick Bosa ticked me off after the Super Bowl, <laughs> man. That's the last thing. I don't want to hear from Bosa right now. $120 million, dude. Go get 15 sacks next year, man. I don't want to hear excuses from you. My final thought is, how cool was Clay last night on NBC Sports Bay Area? Dude. Seriously. The perspective. The transition to the bench. Now he's made it. Now everybody can shut the hell up about Clay Thompson. Let's play ball, man. Look, FP, I I love this time of year. I love it. Baseball's coming around, right? We're going to get opening day soon. The bunting, team. All the chalk. Everybody's eating sunflower seeds. Pack stadiums all across the country. We get March Madness. And you get the last 25 games of the regular season. It's go time. This is the gateway to summer, folks. I'm starting
4: to feel it, FP. I'm feeling it right yeah, now. We got, a game in in it. we got a game in the garden tomorrow night. too. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go, man. Clay's Let's relaxed. Go. He's playing good basketball. He's going to he play chess to in you. Central Park
2: today. Let's go. My
1: man Clay, man. Ah, oh, same old Clay. Uh, David Douglas on YouTube says he wants Tony to get a podcast. I would definitely listen to that podcast every day uh, but my I've final been... thought is uh, attention to San Francisco Giants I'm officially banning everyone on that team from getting hurt for the rest of the spring <laughs> this is ridiculous Keaton Wynn Tristan Beck Jung-Hoo Lee sore I know it's spring stop getting hurt that's the one thing I want in spring training zero injuries
2: I like that love it I like that love hey by the way special shout out to Sam love it
4: what would the name of the podcast be? Microdose? Microdose. In the Zone with, with Tony. Tony from Oakland. Oh, Ooh, I in like the zone. That. In All the right. Zone
2: with Tony in Oakland. Can I be a co-host on that show? Oh, you're probably going to be a frequent guest, I would assume. Yeah, probably. I'll, 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 zoom, I'll Zoom guest with Tony's Which, show. With, it, with your voice, man, you got to be a part of it. All right, I would love to be a part of that. By the way, shout out to Sam Lubman. Boss Man Live City is going to be here at 8 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock right now. Sam Lubman. Held it down, took all the calls, booked all the guests, played all the sound, played all the music. Let me in Another have
4: a key card. I lost it. You everything Special you shout
2: out to you. You better get a raise soon, buddy. I'll fight for you. That was Fast Five brought to you by Xfinity at home. we on to go. You'll get the fastest internet to all of your devices. Stiney Guru next to talk some sports, talk some doves. Maybe they're getting the Niners. What guests do they have? I don't know, but you better listen to find out. Stiney Guru coming up next here on 9570 Game.